Oh my goodness. I'm fine. I'm just getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm not sure how um, many. An actual fact. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to go to the website just to make sure. Since we're uh, starting, we got no viewers presently, which is cool. YouTube. So how are you doing, Dan? You doing very good? well, very well. You guys? Yeah, good. We're actually uh, we are live presently as okay. uh, because it's eight o'clock on the nose. I'm just gonna go to. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How are we doing? Big show tonight. Mm-hmm. Let's go to YouTube. All right, so I'll start okay. by just talking about where we got the idea for this. It kind of fell in our lap, to be honest. Um, we, we had a couple different topic ideas uh, lined up, but then we kind of postponed some of the other thoughts to uh, address something that's more, you know, immediate in, you know, our lives right now because it's happening in our school. But uh, so what happened was there was an issue um, where this, uh, LGBTQ community at our school um, had an issue uh, with a, a school function and without being overly specific. Uh, the students then organized a protest, which took place on Monday this week. And then as a result of that, we've been kind of trying to figure out the fallout of that and how we just thought about school climate in general and how what what can be done to improve a school climate so that issues like this don't get to the point where a an organized an organized, you know, um, protest needs to take place where. Students don't feel like it has to get to that point and, and you know, kind of who's to blame for, for school uh, climate and also what can be done more importantly, in my opinion, is always thinking about solutions mm -hmm. as opposed to just identifying problems. So we, we asked some questions this week um, on the Mellow app uh, regarding, and the first question was uh, schools, or not the first question, the first question was about, I feel comfortable and safe being at my school. And this is something any school can use, just kind of throw out a quick Google form and just get the, get a poll of the students just to kind of get a, a temperature on how people are feeling on a weekly basis, monthly basis, whatever. It takes literally a couple minutes to set up and then we get our, our pie chart based on that. And, um, you know, most students are in the neutral. Uh, it's, it's about 33% across the board, like 33% said they uh, do feel comfortable. 33% are in the neutral and about 33% don't feel that comfortable. Mm -hmm. But I wonder what that would have been like last week. Right. Sure. So it's always a matter of like how things can change. The second question was about uh, schools should include students in the decision making process for policies at school, which obviously most of this, uh, this people responding to this are students. So mm -hmm. it's 90% of students agree. But we can go into that of whether or not that would even be a practical type of thing. And then if school climate is an issue, who is to blame? Pick all that apply. 83% uh, of people uh, identified administration. 68% uh, identified teachers. 70%, this is kind of surprising to me, identified the students. 30% um, picked parents. And again, this is they're able to pick it as many times as they wanted to. 33% mm -hmm. uh, were the community. And then there's a couple little outliers. But, you know, there was blame to be passed around. It wasn't, you know, just kind of saying this is one group. So that there, it's... It's kind of nice to see students are thinking outside of just identifying one group and just sure. saying, well, it's their their fault. They're, especially when the second highest number is the students themselves. And then the last thing was just a matter of identifying um, what can be done to improve the school climate, which, again, uh, I think about 
you know, uh, 70 students responded with, mm -hmm. with ideas, which was pretty good. Yeah. The feedback was, uh, was, was pretty phenomenal. Um, just, some, yeah, some gave some pretty thought out responses and yeah. some, you know, mature responses. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I'm just updating the site so uh, the video will show live. So that's going to be. And so it's, no one, it's no one heard that. <laughs> Take two. It, you know, it's record. It's recording, and it's all good. Actually, there's two viewers right now. Hello, everyone. Um, so thank you for showing up. Uh, look. Uh, all technical issues aside, I will get it all up and running so that uh, this will be flawless. But like Dave said, um, yeah, you know, something took place and um, we're just here to look at really who who's responsible for the climate of the, the, the school and uh, what can be done all around from from all of us as as uh, instructors, teachers, uh, counselors. Uh, you, you know, what do we call you, Dan? What do we, what do we, student success, student success, uh, coordinator, officers, I guess. or, or coordinators. Enough, right? That's yeah. something that a lot of people who are not from our school will not know what that means. Exactly. <laughs> formally disciplined. Yeah, I yeah. think we have to stay with formally known as discipline yes. for a while. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so uh, every week there's some sort of uh, technical thing. So yeah, um, yeah. What? Uh, where do we where do we start with because uh, this could be a show where we have you know I had several students say oh Mr Jones could we mm -hmm. could we could we zoom in could we remote and be a part <laughs> of this but I think that's a dangerous thing because uh, it's every one of us right we could all point fingers I think all around things could have been done a little bit differently right right um, but look this is at the crux of all of this at the foundation of all of this um, this is about social emotional learning just because I'm 56 doesn't mean I know all about my emotions it doesn't know that I know how to respond I don't know necessarily how I fit in at times so um, yeah this is this is very much a part of uh, what mellow is all about and uh, trying to trying to help fill in those gaps or, or shed a bit of light on uh, you know what where can we take this from here now this is taking place now lights mm -hmm. being shed on on it you know what what do we do it's also just to interject something a little bit different but just people need to understand that this could have been a very easy topic for us to sidestep Right. And just said, you know what, we're going to talk about something different because we don't want to step in the hot water. We but actually I actually had quite a few people. Well, I say quite a few two, uh, <laughs> two individuals like, mm -mm, yeah, mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm like, but, oh. you know, it, the thing is for SEL to operate, it needs to be kind of present and, and, and aware. And we that's what SEL is. We, yeah, yeah, we need to be able to address issues in real time. And take stock of what's happening in order to work on fixing it and to give people a platform and to be able to talk through these matters and not to bottle them up or to ignore them, which I think is part of the reason why the student protest took place in the, to begin with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because things were sidestepped and things were ignored and, and people felt unheard. And as a result, the students said, we're going to force ourselves to be heard. Could it have been prevented? Yes. And if so, what do we do from there? But I have to also say that there is power in the protest that they had. Like, mm -hmm. I, I have to say, even as 
right? We're in a school and we're supposed to say, no, don't do that. Right. I was proud to be there yeah. on Monday to see them doing it respectfully and mm -hmm. tastefully mm -hmm. and them representing everything that mm -hmm. they wanted to be and standing up for something that was wrong, right? Yeah. So again, I, if anything, those students, they were taught that when something is done wrong to you that you should address sure. it. So going mm -hmm. back to communicating the things mm -hmm. that are doing wrong, like everything that we've been talking about in past shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that they did, you know? So I just have to say that I, I respect the fact that they did. They, they stood up for what they believed in and they found support. And even students who didn't identify in that community who were there for the protest. They were there to support each other. And I think that that was, mm -hmm. I mean, that alone shows the students like solidarity together, which mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is important for school climate. I, th I think we've all seen uh, protests and situations where that has not been the case. And it's broken down and, into, and decayed into this unruly kind of shout fest and um not always ended up uh, a, a very good situation so yeah it was you know even watching some of the the content that was posted later there were some silly comments and you know it's just uh everyone needs to keep an open mind and everyone needs to do their part in 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 fixing it it's not again it's not a a one person situation uh, and we all got to point the person, the finger at one particular individual. Yeah. I'm sure you know, it, depending on what side you look at and what aspect you look at. But uh, I, th I think we need to um, uh, provide the students with some form of uh, uh, some form of communication, so that we can kind of keep our finger on that pulse before it gets to a point where people are getting upset. You know, a way that the students can convey uh, their concerns. Uh, your survey is a great example. You know, we need to have an idea of, you know, what are, what are our students thinking? What are they dealing with? What are their concerns? Uh, when somebody says to me, I remember not too long ago, uh, students were telling me about how concerned they were just getting off the bus uh, in their neighborhood. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, we draw from a lot of different neighborhoods and a lot of different towns. And they're not all the same. They're not yeah. all the same. But um, I think we need to provide the students with a way of, communicating their concerns uh, before before it becomes um, easily misinterpreted what's the what's the role of like the class rep representatives for uh, each class at school they like are, how much say do they have they're meant to bring up things to each class but this is the problem like if you are bringing things up and then nothing comes out as a result of it. Mm -hmm. So yes, you heard me, you you wrote a note to yourself and said, mm -hmm. I'll take that into account, and then nothing comes of it. There is no change. So those students are still stuck in a situation where they're not feeling heard, mm -hmm. and no change is happening based on what the feedback is that they're giving. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though that happens a lot of times yeah. at our school mm -hmm. in various aspects and not just with students. Yeah, yeah. the communication breakdown is the problem. And I've identified this years ago at it at the school saying look communication's a problem here oh in my younger years <laughs> it, no, to the superintendent by the way who's no longer there but um i said what what would you change about this school if anything i said communication is not very good around you and look was like are you kidding me like i'm like no it's not good 
And I was like, all right, I'm not getting that job. <laughs> but, no. but I'm like, this is it's legit. Like, I think a lot of schools have that problem. Like the issue of communication. Who do you go to? And then what are the what's the expectation once you deliver that message? So I was even saying, talking to my students this week, if we were to come up with a way to say you you report something through some kind of Google form, and then you just know within 24 hours you're gonna hear something back. You have a time that you just expect something. Mm -hmm. And if you don't hear back, someone dropped the ball. Some type of recognition. Yeah, there has to be something that says message received, in process, you will hear back by this time. Like there has like I hate when I send an email out or a text message or something, and there's no like we always do the thumbs up or something, Mm -hmm. heart or whatever. Like that's validation that you were heard, right? It's like you saw the message check roger we're good moving on but when you send something out there to somebody you're like did they get it crickets right and you're just like are they going to show up like Mm -hmm. or whatever it is like you want to have a sense of okay your your complaint has been received and you should hear something back and and have a time of when you expect to hear something back and then letting them know this person now has it you should hear from them or whatever just have a set protocol of, of follow-up because there's a lot of students who've reported that in, in their comments about improving school climate about stating something's an issue and then not hearing anything back and then assuming nothing was done when maybe something was done maybe not but they have no idea well it's like the other parts of our lives like when you we're, we're a large organization we really are a lot of moving parts and uh, Small it's like village. Well, it's like any other kind of communication. When you reach out to a company for a, a customer service, right? You want at least an acknowledgement, okay, that they've heard your message and somebody's working on it and they're yeah. going to get back to you. But in, we don't have a solution right now in, in our hip pocket, but we are working on it and uh, we'll keep you abreast of the progress and updated. And, you know, it, it's a it's kind of a respect thing, I think, all the way around that uh, you respect that somebody has an issue and you're gonna you're gonna look into it. Right, but something has to. If something's brought to someone's attention that you know because it was mentioned, it's important to that individual. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much just to say, you know, thank you for bringing it to my attention, and then I'll let you know. Like there has to be follow up to it. You can't just act like no news is good news. Like if I don't say anything, just assume it's taken care of. Like let them know we you don't have to be specific. We address the issue with the, with the parties concerned, mm-hmm. and you don't have to get specific about, it, especially if you're dealing with other students or other teachers or whoever. We have dealt with it, and it, and it won't happen again not, or whatever. Not an excuse, but maybe an explanation. And I think there's the, the, there a lot of an times, excuse. yeah, it's an explanation. It's a large organization. Is this one of the liabilities associated with large numbers of people? We pride ourselves in diversity. And uh, again, like I was saying before, we pull from a, a lot of different towns, a lot of different neighborhoods. We pretty wide demographic, right? But is this is this a challenge that you see at bigger schools uh, more often than you would say at a, at a smaller school? I'm just saying, is it is it a bigger project for us than it would be? Should would say, should, yeah. should we put this into context a little bit for those that don't know, like the size of our school? Yeah, big school. So yeah. how many? <laughs> It's very school. large. It's not like that. It's, it's not an bit, excuse, but it's an explanation. <laughs> if you can imagine that, but a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, no, so how many teachers do we have? Like four, 500, 450? I did four and change, yeah. 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 And uh, how many students do we have currently? Gosh, is it, I don't is know. it around, around, like 4, around, over 4,000? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so it's a large, a, a large school. We got a, a STEM uh, section, and we got the, uh, the 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 yeah the main campus. The main campus. Somebody Google this. I think that's bigger than Villanova, or around the same size. <laughs> I mean, to, th- to think I, about. I got that. a Google Villanova. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. for later. Yeah, it's 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 a big school for any type of school. Yeah, yeah. 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 But no. again, when you're thinking about it, like you're talking about how big we are. So then think about it. It's like going to a business and be like, there's somebody else for that department. Let me transfer you. That's like, what happens. That's, yep. <laughs> that's right. what right. happens because we are so <laughs> large. And sure. there are so many moving parts. And a lot of this has been created over the years, right? So to switch out processes and, and methods of doing things that have been working the way they have forever and a day but also the personnel shifts yeah like the, the the chain of command has constantly been changing i mean even i think four or five times this year we've gotten an email about the chain of command for the administration yeah and it's just like oh throw that one out because there's one like three days later and it's yeah. like this person has been added and it's yeah. like mm-hmm. and you just kind of like almost it's just a blur of like who is, is where and what? what and what the heck is going on so it just like becomes like a i don't even want to look at that thing because it's probably going to change again in two minutes so I think I saw my, I think I saw my name on it. One good. Time. <laughs> I'll come with you then. I'm like, oh. you're the go-to. So, so it does become an issue of, of who's doing what. And it almost becomes a, I think that's an Ambrose problem or that's a <laughs> problem or that's a, right, you know, so right. then, so then it becomes kind of like a, someone else will handle it. Uh, or someone's just trying to take on too much. And then they're just like, all right, I can't handle all of this. So you're kind of left to, to kind of wonder, but so, so that is one thing definitely that that can be improved the, the the process of communication the feedback that you're giving to somebody that the, the acknowledgement that it was received and then the follow-up to the school's credit we do have a very diverse population both um say. racially sure. culturally um financially you, you, you name, name it, it. yeah everything it's here we have yeah. it now. which yeah. is sure. which is great it does not represent the individual communities at large though when they go back home their community is not as diverse as the school Mm -hmm. so if they come from an area that has a a primarily you know maybe a mexican community then they come to the school and they have in a multicultural environment but then they're going back to a primarily mexican community Mm -hmm. and it's true for any different town but so that that's an issue where you know the school is trying to accommodate all these different cultures and all these different mindsets and ideologies and, and yeah. customs and things like that. So we do have a very uh, diverse number of clubs, mm-hmm. more than I've ever seen anywhere, sure. uh, even going through college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, ha- we have Muslim Association, we have Christian associa- Association, we have LGBTQ Pride Club, we, we have uh, Hispanic Heritage, we have Black History Month, we, we have um, Asian Pacific, we have all different groups. There's, it's very nuanced. And we don't have a single British club no started <laughs> i know a guy who could run <laughs> administration do we have a lot of brits uh, in the school <laughs> yeah. well that's why because we have no club yeah just you know i i want to do like i want to have my special hour on stage i i want to do a little sing song dance maybe <laughs> and maybe i'll drink my tea when i do that and i represent i'll join oh, you for the tea <laughs> but i think part of a, another part of that problem though even though we are diverse there aren't diverse people who are at the table making the big yes, decisions that's a good point that's a great point. so it's okay mm. and yes it's great to pride ourselves in being diverse but when it comes down to it and decisions are being made is that population who's making the decisions diverse and able to see 
beyond their blind spots and the things mm-hmm. that may get in the way in their privilege so that those decisions are being made for everyone and not just based on their understanding of a situation or a problem. Mm. Or trying to play the safe route. Correct. Where it's like, I don't want to make any, it's, it kind of goes to that like PC type of thing where it's like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I'm going to stay out of anything that can get me in the hot water. So I'm just not going to play. I'm not going to move anything mm-hmm. because then I'm going to be the person that made that change and then people are going to look at me. Yep. So there is a lot of like traditionalists in a way that are just going to say, I'm not going to touch this issue that's brought up that could be a valid issue and I might even support it, but I don't want to change it because I know there's going to be an outcry from this group or that group or whatever. So it does become a problem, I think, where people don't want to make a change because they feel like there's going to be They'll something be down the line. Yeah. Because... Someone's going to take an issue with it, whatever they do. And if they leave it the same, yeah. they can't be blamed for changing anything. There's like, it wasn't my decision. So there's a lot of that hands up, like, it's always wasn't been me. this way. <laughs> right. It wasn't me. Why, why, why do you have to make me change? <laughs> Ambrose yeah, yeah, no, and, and, you know, I just keep hearing change. And, and I realized that uh, 18 years, the school has really evolved. Mm-hmm. It really has um, both inside and out uh, are, again, are, our students, the breakdown of our students has really changed as far as we've become a lot more diverse. And I think that's a great thing, but I always have a question without an answer. Uh, how do we keep up with the evolution, the, the, the how dynamic the environment is? Look, this it, is it's changing on a yearly basis, maybe yeah. maybe faster than that. This is a, this is a worldwide thing. This isn't mm-hmm. a, this isn't a, our school thing. This is, I mean, it is as well. But I mean, this is happening all over. No one knows how to keep up with the pace of everything, mm-hmm. all the turmoil, all the back and forth, all the you know stuff that's going on in the world is because it's evolving at such an incredible pace. And how how do we keep up with all the altering all the you know the views and everyone wanting to be heard mm-hmm. and not only those that legitimately want to be heard but then those that maybe just don't want to do the work and it's like hey you know what they're 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 taking off this session i'm going to go join them it just yeah. a lot of other things get stirred up in in the mess of all this well but, that that's where the in, the influences i think is where it comes down to what who is influencing our society and especially our younger people but the beautiful thing is See what I did there? <laughs> the beautiful thing is, is that um, the, the Band-Aid's kind of being ripped off a little bit right now and change is being forced up, upon us. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it, it needs to take place. Things need to be looked at. So that's the good thing in all of this. And, and those that say, ah, oh, things are never going to change. Well, maybe you're part of the problem, you know? So just have an open mind, have an open heart, and maybe things can change a little bit if we all just kind of ride this wave that we're on currently. So Mm -hmm. uh, I said to, I said someone to someone in the family the other day, she said, um, she said, uh, what was it? She said, she said, Oh, you know what? I don't like to, I don't like to look at this and that, not going to say who it was or in what context but she said because it makes me feel sad i said do you know why she said no i don't really know why i said well look here's the excellent news here's the great news about this you realize that when you look at this thing or you experience that that thing um it makes you it doesn't make you feel great 
And I said, that's a fantastic place to start because imagine going through your life and all of a sudden you're minding your own business and all of a sudden you don't feel good. You don't feel right and you're depressed. You're sad. You don't know what's going on. You have nowhere to start. I said, all you need to do is start maybe speaking to someone and they or they already have someone that they could speak to professionally mm. and they got a starting place to kind of figure themselves out at such a young age. Yeah, identify the problem. Yeah. And, and I and just get I going back to what Ambrose was saying before, um, was the idea that if you with with social media and people even being called influencers now, mm -hmm. right? It's like it used to be like parents, teachers, coaches, neighbors, those are the people kind of influencing you in a way. Like there's a there's a community approach in that in that way. Uh the culture, if you will. And then now it's becoming more what's inside the house, what's outside the house, and what's on a computer, which could be anywhere in the world at any time, yeah. which could be literally changed immediately from having one ideology to another. Mm -hmm. What could be okay on Wednesday is now not okay on Thursday. Oh, yeah. And you're, if you're not a part of that community, you're going, what just happened? Yeah. Like, and that's what we've noticed for all of us over the last 20 years in even comedy, right? Like, mm -hmm. you... There's the, every day I hear more about smirking, this yeah. show would never be on today. Mm -hmm. yeah. This movie could never be made today. And I go, and part of me is like, that is a shame because I love that movie or yeah. I think that comedian's life or whatever it is. And, and the thing is, I didn't grow up, even with all the exposure to all the things that are not okay today, I didn't grow up hating any group that's it and i i grew up like being that's very it. empathetic to people and having a sense of humor and, and being able to laugh at things but not take it so seriously to where it's changing who i am as a person but just like loving people for who they are but i still watched all that stuff mm. i Me still too. laughed at all of yeah. it and it's like i don't know if just canceling it all and throwing it all away and acting like it doesn't exist is the right answer because I don't know if that's automatically going to make people different. My point of view is is absolutely not because at the end of the day we w were a sum of everything before us, right? So all those things that we watched and partaken, tooken, <laughs> <Close enough. laughs> yeah. all those things that we did, you know, yeah. it's uh, th those those movies, all those shows that I watched that made by today's standards would make me cringe because mm -hmm. now I'm raised in today's society. They were fantastic growing up. And and even again, looking back, I would cringe going, oh, I can't believe we used to watch that or or that that or this was acceptable. Uh, shout out to uh well actually maybe i shouldn't say anything about Chappelle, but um no. yeah so you know it's no. uh no i won't meanwhile i'm like moesha which mm -hmm. most of you out there you guys may not even know moesha, I know moesha. right oh, i think i do but yeah. i'm like oh my goodness there was it's so old. much fat shaming yeah <laughs> on yeah. moesha mm -hmm. that yeah. i never even paid attention to yeah. when i was watching it you know and i watched the episode the other day and i'm like oh poor kid yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not right you know yeah. but again i think that again our eyes are open to different things now we're paying more attention to it because now i even think about myself and i'm like oh my goodness if i was that person in real life and those comments were being made to me mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. would i then be impacted and i start to look at things that way but it, but i do think that there was a certain level of resiliency that it would help develop with certain people about 
being able to deal with things, watching things. About, and, and I think for me, when I saw different cultures and, and, and different kinds of jokes o- along the way, it wouldn't make me believe in those things. It would make me laugh, but also would educate me on certain things. And then I would see things differently. So even if something was done in jest about something, I would empathize at a certain point too. If it was done in a movie, um, you know, because there was for a long, especially for the LGBTQ uh, plus community, there was, it was real rough for the last 30 years. But progressively there were things that were done in comedy, even like for an example, like um, The Office, right? There's an episode in The Office where there's a character who's gay and then, Michael Scott, the main character, like doesn't know how to deal with it. And he winds up like kissing him to show that it's okay. And, and it was really funny. And you have the character who sometimes made is, is made fun of, but you love the character. Yeah. And you just then start to look at it and you go, well, I, I was, I have not had a lot of exposure into that community, but I love that character. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with, yeah. with the community. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that barrier broken down through, a, a really unassuming or, or disarming, I'll say, disarming kind of platform like comedy is. You're not going into it thinking it's all serious. Yeah. You're going in with this kind of very lackadaisical approach. You might miss a lot of people who can gain empathy mm-hmm. through comedy. And I just don't, I don't know if, if, you know, how we're doing things today by just kind of saying, nope, because it's going to be out there and people especially will find it. Yeah. So you're still going to perpetuate things in different ways. So I don't know if mainstream or whatever, it's going to necessarily do anything. But let me, all right, I'm going to bring this back because yeah, going it. back mm-hmm. to like school climate, right? right? School climate and the things that we saw and who's responsible for it. I'd like each of you to talk about, think back to when you were in school. Did, did you have a say, do you remember ever being involved in any decisions that were made? Like, what do you remember? <laughs> I do. I do remember. Um, I actually did the artwork for uh, my school newspaper, which came out like once a month, right? But um, they did give me a lot of latitude as far as what I uh, what I drew in a kind of like a political cartoon, but it was specific to the school, and we did use it to sometimes express views and concerns about the school, and it was received in a kind of a, you know, in an honest way, and uh, didn't catch a lot of criticism. And I, it, it wasn't much, but it was it was something. It was an outlet for the students to yeah. have an opinion and voice voice concerns. Uh, nobody got angry, and there was no real conflict at the school. So maybe I had it, you know, pretty easy. But I do remember there was at least that there was at least the school newspaper that uh, we did get. Um, we did have a little. You know, freedom as far as what we uh, we put in it, as long as it wasn't objectionable. Yeah, that's brilliant. What about you, Dave? I pretty much could care less about what <laughs> the school was doing. I right. I was social. I played sports. I wasn't really in any clubs that I can remember. But I played I, I played three sports most of high school, and I just had a big friend group that we would just hang out. And I lived across the street from the high school, so and we had a large school too. Our school had about fifteen hundred, but. Uh, and it was a regional school, so there were kids coming from all different towns. But mm-hmm. um, I just, if I did something stupid, I got in trouble. And I, it was whatever. I got detention, suspension, whatever. I didn't care. It was just like, yeah, I did something dumb. I got in trouble, dealt with the consequence, moved on. I didn't make a stink about it and fight it and just yeah. say, like, how dare you? What are you doing? 
I just took it because I realized I was wrong or if there was a conference that needed to be had between a teacher and a parent, it was always where I was wrong and I just took that too. I didn't care even if I knew or if I felt like I was being kind of um, victimized to a certain degree or the mm. teacher had it out for me. My mom uh, never said it was their fault and I and I credit her for that because it was just like, that's the teacher, you're the student, shut your mouth. And and that's good. I felt like, all right. I was gonna say, do you think it's better that way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I, and I don't. Even at the time, I didn't get. I didn't get mad at her. Do you sense that a lot of people would disagree with you? I agree with you, but do you think? Uh, I you think sense now it's not oh, like that at all. Absolutely. I, now now yeah. it's like, what did the teacher do? I'm gonna like, let's get the pitchforks out. And it's a complete yeah. 180 on that on that philosophy. And I think, and, and even I remember at the time, just going, that I'm all right with it. Like I knew I was wrong, even if they're wrong too. I didn't care. I knew I was not an angel in the situation. I knew I was doing something that bothered the teacher. So if mm -hmm. I got yelled at, if I got in trouble, it was always just like, even if I was sitting in the meeting, just be quiet. Like you're just, it was everyone against me. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm yeah. just a kid. And I didn't care. I And I genuinely, even with the school policies, whatever, whatever was out there, I, part, I, I was participating in whatever was there, dances, proms, whatever. Just having fun. It was mm -hmm. a much more carefree environment than what the, the students deal with today. Yeah. There were no, to, to my knowledge, you know, just living my life, just going through the day, just trying to flirt with girls, whatever. It was mm -hmm. just like, I'm just being a kid. And I was trying to, I was living off of like what was on television at the time too, which was just like social life, little stupid things, remembering people's numbers, whatever, like. Messing yeah. with your friends in the hallway, showing up late to class. It was just like stupid, silly stuff, but it was always like fun. I remember the whole thing was just fun and not stressful. I didn't care that much about my grades. Like, it's just mm. completely different now. The oh, kids are all different. going nuts about their I was like, I don't even know what the hell my grades were. I didn't care. But, but then who's, who's, whose problem is that? Who's causing that? Is it? The parents putting the pressure on the students for that's other parts to blame here yeah the parents students teachers whoever it is everyone now has created an issue where it's like everything is so serious in high school i was gonna say the same thing what are we everything doing they got serious and it's serious 24 7. i uh i think there's a lot of pressure we've talked about this before with the athletes and uh academic pressure <laughs> i love you amira Huh? There you go. Um, parents, she said, yes. Oh, parents. you can't say it. And who, huh. which it's tough now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so w when I was in high school, very much like Dave, except I was the good student. And <laughs> no, no. But um, look, I had, I knew I had no power whatsoever. And I just acted accordingly and I got on, I did my stuff mm -hmm. and kept my head down and, and got on with it. Uh, I was good at art. I spent a long time actually, $6 million man was on way back when. And I knew, I found out that if you made a face, like I can't, I can't do what he <laughs> used to do, but I found that if I did that face, I felt more cool also around the girls so i felt like it gave me bionic powers or something but uh yeah you know what um my my parents i listened to like i wouldn't mess with my parents um 
they kind of told me what what was what and uh you know they they would tell me off and and a moment later i'd be okay do, do you want a cup of tea do, mm-hmm. you, do you want a cup of tea mm-hmm. um i just fell into a terrible stereotype there but yeah that's what, but that's what that's what used to that's what used to happen um and i've also been on the the, the other end of it as a teacher so speaking about teachers not being held accountable mm-hmm. where i was over held i'm not going to bring up the situation or what have you but it it was years ago something it was said that i called someone something completely taken way out of context and i felt as a teacher i almost quit that year because i felt like i was not taken seriously and it was the other other end of what we're experiencing now where some students or many students feel like you know they're not being heard I wasn't being heard as a teacher mm-hmm. and no, mm-hmm. not wanting to hurt a fly, even though, you know, years ago, not learning that re- uh, restraint. Um, but yeah, that was a frustrating time for me. I'm like, wow, they care more about the students. That was my honest thought back then mm-hmm. when I, when I wanted to, to, to quit. Um, and actually one of two occasions, and it was both where I felt that the, the as a teacher, I wasn't being assisted. So uh, just interesting. Teachers matter. I yeah. love you. I'm just going to read your commentary. So best. you keep it coming. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm happy too. I love my job. I love my, I love all my students. They're brilliant. This year, this year I, um, yeah, this year I got such a great bunch of students and some kid I'm walking, I'm in my car and I'm adjusting the radio, you know, for the ride home. And, um, yeah, I had this student I, I didn't recognize. Hello, Mr. Jones. I'm like, oh, who is that? And I just, I was too, you know, I didn't want to be the guy sat in the convertible in a vacant parking lot talking to a student. So yeah. I just, I just shut up. But um, yeah, it was good. What about you, Thank Alima? You. Um, I, I was very much like you as far as like being an athlete and being completely like a part of just the population everyone i was friends with everyone i didn't care Mm -hmm. i got along with everyone i went to my classes i did my work didn't have the trouble part that wasn't a part of it right and and but i can't ever remember there being something that i was like i really need to put my foot down and stand up Mm -hmm. for this for myself Mm -hmm. except for when it came to basketball and playing time yeah like i was the person who would go to my coach and be like what do i need to Mm -hmm. do to get more playing time you can tell me that i i I won't and i just i'm going to be on the bench or tell me what to do and and that was the only thing I can ever remember advocating for, but it was because it was important to me. Right. So now it's like thinking about the kids and thinking about our school and, and climate, they're identifying the things that are important for them that we may not be seeing because it's not something that stand out to us at this point, you know? But I wonder how much of that's a, society, a societal issue of like putting that kind of pressure um, on kids to be living more of an adult life. Well, that's what I was going to say. I don't like that. I don't like I said, I had fun. I never thought about anything (laughs) on a stressful level of like, oh, my God, I have a test. I never once did that. Never. I never Mm -hmm. once felt like, oh, my God, if I don't do well on this test or quiz or homework or whatever. Never, ever. And some of these kids every single day, they they have that level of stress for work. And then on top of that, they worry about social issues. On top of that, they worry about their home life on top of that they were it's like a litany but of it's things. it's the internet I, i'm sure it's the internet i, I, it's I the believe phone. that's definitely part of it but yeah. i but i also feel like 
because of the, the world the way it is now and because of phone and internet and all that, it exposes the kids to... Like, I never watched everything. the news when I was yeah. in high school, but like so much of the nonfiction world, the real world is in their face. Mm -hmm. And I was surrounding myself with fiction mm -hmm. of video games and just yeah. sitcoms and comedy and whatever. It was all just like fun environmental yeah. stuff. And that's why I'm saying if we cut comedy out, we cut all these other things out. I know you, <laughs> I know you were, <laughs> and you're going to be fine because you're resilient and we all know that, yeah. but it's more like what have we kind of turned the students into, um, as far as that, and, and have we pushed them into a position of like, grow up, you're 14. Well, yeah, along those lines, I was going to say, um, when I was young, I was young, you know, I wasn't old when I was young. Yeah. I think that, yeah. What we're seeing, at least what I'm seeing, oh, is, I hear a song in that. Yeah, <laughs> we're seeing young people, and it's not their fault, uh, being forced to be old before the time. I was, I was telling the, the young people I deal with that there'll be plenty of time to be old uh, before you know it. You'll be 58. Uh, how do I know? <laughs> yeah, happened to me. Um, yeah, and I think that's one of the things that I, I, makes me a little sad about um, this generation. Uh, rushing them, rushing them to be super competitive, to think adult things that come along with adult problems. Mm -hmm. you know, being an adult is is fine. It's a little overrated. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> be young when you're young. You know, and I, right. I think a lot of a lot of the young people are being robbed of that, and it's not it's not their fault. But that's I went into a freshman shop today, right? Mm -hmm. Or was it yesterday? I, my days all flow together. I go in and we're talking about, you know, just how their freshman year is going and talking about Naviance and setting goals. Mm -hmm. And girl in the middle of talking about setting goals puts her hand up and she's like, how can I get a job? <laughs> how can I get a job? And I was like, yeah. that's one of your goals right now, like yeah. to get a job. Mm -hmm. What we're gonna talk about this right now. I just sat down. I was like, why? Why do you want to get a job? It, do you need to help your family? Tell me that. No. And I was like, okay. Why do you want to get a job? Because I want things. I'm like, like what things? Like what things mm -hmm. do you want mm -hmm. or do you need? No, I just like things. Like I, I like jewelry and I like sneakers. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so you want to get a job? I'm like, yeah. let me just tell you, you have plenty of time to work. You have plenty of time. Try to join a club. Try to be around your peers. Try to mm -hmm. enjoy this because when it comes to you having to work every day of your life and you're there, you're going to look back and be like, I wish I would have taken some more time yeah, for myself. Sure. And they all mm -hmm. laughed at me. And they're all, but, but we want things, you yeah. know? And it's like, again, what they're missing out on so much, yeah. I feel. But they already had, that's the thing. Think about this. We, we're coming off a year and a half of a pandemic where they couldn't even be around their peers anyway. And now as soon as they get a chance to be free of their of that restriction, they're coming out and just saying, you know, let's get a job. Like, go hang out with your friends for crying out loud. Like, fun. what are we doing? Yeah, be a teenager. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, Amira says, uh, looking back at it, I wish I had more fun in high school. So agreed, Dan. Don't be old when you're young. <laughs> she also says, my 14-year-old cousin told me the same thing, Miss Putup. So uh, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Yeah, no, and it's, they don't, again, I worked when I was in high school and it was like, but it was just me and my mom at that time, you know, my mm -hmm. stepdad wasn't in the picture. It was just the two of us and I didn't want to burden her. And I feel like some of our kids are in that situation and yeah. it's like, I get it because I was in it, mm -hmm. but I still did sports and I still did mm -hmm. things and I, I was still grinding and doing a little bit of everything, but I feel like they, 
they they give up on the things that are high school and being yeah. a kid and enjoying and having fun. Everyone's asking the students, what is it? And I'm guilty of the same thing, but I always preface it. I'm going to ask you this question, but you don't know. You don't truly know unless you know. And then if you know, it's a, it's a calling, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, they're being asked, what, what is it that you would like to do later in life? Or what is it you'd like to do when you leave school? And there's this rush. There's always this constant look ahead. Their parents, I'm sure, are asking, well, what is it you want to do? Or I want you to become this. Yeah, I want you to become uh, this. You know, and, more likely, right? and yes. again, depending on ethnicity, some, some races, mm -hmm. that's an expected thing. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's very different to uh, to look at all the the stresses that's on today's kids compared to when I was at school. The other thing too, I get the impression. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, <laughs> when I was growing up, I, I definitely had the impression that the adults knew what they were doing. You know, there was that. It was a real sense. I didn't always agree with them. You know, uh, especially my own folks. I didn't agree with them. But I had the real confidence that they really had thought out what they were doing. They were sure of what they were doing. There was no wavering. There's no, oh, you know, I don't really know much more than my teenage son. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm guessing here too. I, I need a little help here. You know what I mean? So um, if I was a teenager, I, I, it would bother me if I was surrounded by adults that I felt that didn't really have any more confidence than I do or didn't re weren't really any more sure of what was right or wrong than yeah. I do. Uh, I, I, I think that unfortunately some of our teens, again, correct me if I'm wrong, may feel that way. Like uh, nobody knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no one knows what they're doing or they can't relate to my story and where I'm coming right. from. Mm -hmm. So that, generation too, that, that separates kind of us. Yeah. And yeah. it means that you, and do you have my best interest or is it what you think my best interest is? Yeah. So again, it goes back to this whole idea of communication and being able to really be on the same page as everyone in the school and going back to, right? The climate and the people who are responsible, right? So on the, the survey, what did they say? Who, who did they said administration as most? Yeah, yeah. About as far as like setting the climate and being responsible for who's to blame. If climate is an issue, they are the number one group to blame because they're the ones setting up, setting the precedent. And I and I would agree with that. Um, and I, and number two, I thought was a great, great thing to reflect on for the students was that they put themselves students as number two at 70 percent, only 13 percent points behind um, the administration. So I thought that was great because they are part of the problem. They are, because what happened this week on Monday, when it came to class time on Tuesday, I asked all my classes, how do you feel about what happened yesterday? What ideas do you have moving forward mm -hmm. that, that can make this better? Crickets. Yeah. Mm. Less than 24 hours later, I'm talking about not a, I said, this is part of the problem. Yeah. You want to talk about the problem and you want to complain about things, but you have nothing to say about a potential solution. And then I even said, what questions would you like to see us discuss this week about this issue? Three people responded. Three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. If you're, you can't complain if you don't want to have something to say. You can't complain that no one's listening and then someone listens and you have nothing to say. And then say, no one asked me. And it was funny because I asked the class this week, I said, how do you feel? What do you want to see done? 
You could post something anonymously or you could talk about it right now. Silence. A girl eventually says, we don't even know how to start because no one's ever asked us before. Yeah. Well, and well, I said, question. okay, but I'm, I'm right here yeah. asking you. And maybe it's like a trust factor or whatever, mm -hmm. but it's like, if someone is willing to listen, you can't then say no one will listen. Right. And I said, whenever someone ever has said to me, I have an issue with this or about this, uh, last year, people were saying the school day's too long, too much screen time. I took a survey, got all the data, reached out to all the, the, the counselors and crisis, anybody who needed to be notified if a student identified as wanting to talk to somebody, mental health, every single person followed up, followed up, followed up, get in touch with this kid immediately, get in touch, followed up, followed up until finally it was every single kid was taken, taken care of. And that was all without even ever having met most of them. Mm -hmm. And I said it to my class and still... <clears throat> Got nothing to say. So, again, we can't just be a bunch of people complaining. I will say, though, that uh, uh, Amira says uh, she's she's our, our, our fifth uh, co-host today. Uh, no, but that's true. When, uh, when we are given a voice, it's hard to make sh uh, use of it uh, if we have never been given a voice before. Need time to think, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. Um, so... And uh, em Emily agrees. Hello, Emily. <laughs> um, so welcome aboard all. Uh, and Amira agrees. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go back and forth. Yeah, that was going back and forth. We need to have a, uh, a video chat up at some point. <laughs> so, yeah, when I asked, I got a slightly different bunch of students. And when it, when they were filling out the, the form with the questions, with the, you know, for the poll, um, the anonymous poll, that's when I heard back and forth conversations that were sensible, but some of them were also a little bit complainy. Um, but this never happens or that never happens. Well, that's what conversation is for and, and, and coming up with a possible solution and putting it forward and, and seeing if someone can meet you halfway. Cause it's not a case of voicing an opinion that, we object to something and then everyone agrees to that and agrees to do whatever you want. We need mm -hmm. to, there's a whole lot of logistics and nuances and, and people that they answer to and, and this and that. So it's, it is, uh, it, it's a very delicate game of chess to kind of on many different levels to uh, get all this stuff into action. Well, when you want something, when any of us want something, we have to, you know, clearly, define what we want to other people mm -hmm. we can't have them guessing or right. like you say asking questions and then you, and you hear crickets uh you need a uh, clearly defined goal or objective right. uh that everyone supports uh, everyone on your side supports mm -hmm. so that we we know what we're looking for you know, yeah this is what we want and you everybody know. needs to be aware of that right and this is I'm how we're going to convey this but um i think it's a big problem when it's just uh you know you, you hear a lot of noise or maybe some anger or, or complaining and but you can't really put your finger on even if you want to help you can't put your finger on what is it we can do or or what, what is it do? that we're supporting even if right. we don't know what the issue is and that's and that right. is something i'm glad you brought that up is because that is something that happened this week with the protest because i asked several different people what what was the objective right and i heard a plethora of different answers some of them, I was like, I'm on board with that. Mm -hmm. Some of them was like, really, that's it? 
Uh, so it was such a wide array mm. that I was like completely lost. So I'm like, if I'm lost, how many different narratives are out there about what that was about? You're not and it's, it get... goes back to almost like the yeah. Kaepernick thing. He's like, he's kneeling. And now mm -hmm. there's 48 different narratives about what the yeah. kneeling was for. And I'm like, this whole situation is we got Kaepernick. Like, that's what it was. And, mm -hmm. and, and if you don't have everyone marching to the same beat, you have a bunch of people taking a different direction. And then there's chaos. And then if you're an administrator, you're like, what am I, what? What problem am I solving, and how do I solve you it? You can't achieve it, forty different goals. Okay, you're lucky if you can achieve one. Yeah. Okay, so the idea that you would, you know, break that, like you say, into forty different avenues of, mm -hmm. well, this person wants this. Well, no, I thought we wanted that. No, it was it was this other thing we wanted. There has to be maybe a forum for the students to convene and to put together a, a unified. Right. Objective so that it can be addressed. If it's an objective that if it's 40 objectives, none of them will be achieved. I think it was just really a showing of um, what solidarity, I guess, uh, solidarity and the fact that they didn't like it. I don't think mm -hmm. it was the stage of coming together with a plan. Everyone was shouting out different things. Uh, some people using it as a platform for their agenda. You know, everything that you could imagine going on was happening. Good mm -hmm. stuff and negative stuff. So, but in in the in the um, you know just in the in being fair, every everyone was heard as much as they could, and it was even touching to see uh, a teacher or two get a little bit teary eyed at the uh, mm -hmm. at the situation as well. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was an inter interesting time and it'd be interesting to kind of move forward from here to see what's going to be the outcome of all this. Yeah, what's I, going to I, be I do think place. kind of, kind of, kind of maybe putting a little bow on this to some degree is to think about, all right, we, we had this experience. We talked a little bit about what happened and the positives and the negatives, who's to blame, but how, how do we move forward? And we, we touched on the idea of having student representatives. So I think there is a way that schools can have representatives of of grade levels of of different clubs that that when they meet they could have student ambassadors that can meet um, with some administrative team members mm -hmm. at different times during the school day or even if it's after school or before school um, and then just talk about some of these things and come up with some kind of plan. Teachers can be involved, their club advisors or or anything like that, like grade level coordinators, and just whatever group or or facet needs to be addressed addressed if it's about a whole population of students like a whole grade level or if it's a, an entire group of, of of muslim students or whoever they can just say look this is happening this is how enough of us feel about it what can we do not in an accusatory way mm -hmm. we're just saying can we can we address these concerns you you find somebody somebody to listen it doesn't have to be like a teacher of yours. It might be a past teacher you had. It could be a school counselor. It could be a success coordinator. It could be a, a teacher, a shop teacher. It could be anybody. But just kind of get the ball rolling. And then once you have that platform to have a discussion, then I think that's what most of the students were saying. Like have communication, have a way to voice these. Now those elected students, whether they're elected or, or, or selected or however it's going to be done, need to then organize a way for everyone to be heard i'm smiling sure. because amira is just going off and and agreeing with you right now yes a student <laughs> government she's like uh there needs to be united uh, 
you need to be united for change. But that that's something that needs to be taken seriously because there's some knuckleheads too out there yes. who might win a popularity contest, yes. but do nothing. Like I thought, yeah. I was that kid. Yeah. In in freshman year in high school, um, we we went to an assembly, and there was like I think 400 kids in my grade. We went to an assembly early in the year for student council. I had no idea what it, what it was about. Mm-hmm. I sat at a table in in the cafeteria with all my friends being happy to be out of seventh period. And there were about five kids who went up there, read a little speech, and then they walked off. And I was not listening to a word. At the end of those five kids being up there, the teacher goes, or the head of the the club or whatever it was says, all right, since there's no one else, we're going to go back to class. And everyone at my table is like, no, no, we got to stay here. I'm not going back to class. Like, go up there. So I was like, what is this thing? And I ran up there onto the stage. And I said, vote for me. For, I had no idea what it was for. Vote for me. Mm. And I just spelled my name. Where do I sign? And, and I said, and, and I thought it was for class president. I, I was like, I'm going to be president of this class. <laughs> and and literally, you were elected. I had no speech. And I got, I got, I got voted in. This is a movie. This is like a movie. But I, but I, and, and then I got put into this position. I'm like, I don't even. So another kid comes up after me. And, and then he doesn't win because he was the second one to go. <laughs> but but I was like, and I didn't, I, I literally did not even know what it was. And I yeah. got put into the student mm-hmm. council, two representatives from my grade. And I would go to these meetings and I'm like, what is going on? What am I doing? <laughs> I have no interest in what's happening. I thought it was, right. first, yeah. and I wouldn't have done anything as president. Yeah. So you can't just have some kid, like some kids are going uh, on the forum, wake up. This is genius. Waking up less early and the uniforms is, is going to improve climate. Like people are out there, like so you can't be voting these people in. Mm-hmm. There has yeah. to be a pla- there has to be a sense of like maybe a, a teacher or administrative group selects a group of qualified candidates. Crim- criminal justice would be right, not but, just you can't yeah, just no, go I based just go on criminal yet. justice. No, they would get the job done. Mm. But it has to be like. <laughs> criteria like right. actual criteria what you're looking who for, you represent like... no look, look, right who you represent so uh the lgbtq plus individuals yeah for no thing, but you're yeah. saying you want so everyone some everyone to be a part of it yeah so yeah. being able to make sure that it is inclusive and having a little bit of everything right as a part of that student mm. government to make sure yeah. everyone's represented right but also this could be something where if there is a committee of students Agreed. that represent all different communities of the school you could present a, a policy or present something and say this is and then that those individuals then take it back to their clubs and they say this was presented as a, as an issue mm-hmm. okay we want to fix this okay everyone take it back does anybody oppose to it and what do we think will happen as a result mm-hmm. if we do oppose like what would be your beef in changing it mm-hmm. right. no we're all good with it change it okay no one has a problem faculty do you have a problem administrators do you have a problem do you foresee any issues nope all right we're adopting this. Like, have a way. Purple that, balloons it is. But instead of just saying, have one group make a statement, yeah. Yeah. and then yeah. have that become a law, mm-hmm. and then all, all the of a sudden another group is like, it gets excluded. What just happened? Yeah. I want. Right. I didn't want that change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The stakeholders. That's, all the stakeholders. That's literally community the leadership one on one. Right. Like everyone. that's what we need to do. Community parents, whatever. Mm-hmm. Put it out there. Mm-hmm. This has been this has been addressed by our students. Our staff is in agreement. Our administration is in agreement. Any issues from the public? No? Okay, we're moving ahead. Yeah. Like, it's, it shouldn't be that difficult. 
And I think at that point, we're checking off almost all these boxes. Yeah. And then instead of saying, who are we blaming? We're including administration, teachers, students, parents, community. We're, so, I mean, these are just things. We're solutions-oriented people, right? I mean, yeah. that's what we're trying to do. So, I mean, maybe someone from the administration's on there. Who knows? But, um, you know, it's not easy. But there are ways to make things work. And, again, we're not just talking about our school. Because if it's not our school this week, it's another school next week. Right. So, I mean, the whole point is to try to get people on board with what we're doing. Yeah, this was just a great opportunity for us to look at the the, the, the way that the, the, the community in school and the, uh, what was it we, we call, you called it? The uh, climate. Yeah. The school climate, uh, you know, how it all comes together, what creates it. So uh, being what Mellow is all about, this wasn't a subject that we could necessarily, we, we kind of, not got ourselves in trouble but it's it's over. yeah it's not over yet it's got like a minute but this is uh amira says i got to go but good luck you guys are doing awesome i'm going to just pop into the this podcast whenever i get a chance well thanks so much uh amira uh, appreciate you thanks amira. Uh, yeah, yeah, spread the word. tonight yeah, and uh, spread the love so um yeah you know this is uh it, it's about this though isn't it it's about groups of diverse people sitting down mm -hmm. talking about everything and coming up with a, a possible solution that, that kind of works for us all and ultimately we do realize that there's someone up there that maybe for some unforeseen reason this can't happen or that can can't happen maybe there's a compromise in there uh, and what have you or i don't really foresee too much negative feedback from a from a lot of what could happen as uh, as a result of uh, this past week i think there could be a lot of positive changes it's just going to be very different right every time something like this happens it's not the same world anymore it, it's like oh all right now a new phase you know when discipline changed to the, the success, success uh, uh, yeah. office i mean that again you know initially the knee jerk was to kind of make fun of it you know but then we heard about it, and now now we understand a little bit more. So, um, but as times terrible, change, yeah. we need to change, yeah. and we need to make yeah. changes to the school and adjust things accordingly, so yeah. that we're meeting the needs of everyone who right. is a part of our school. That's well, it. we have to communicate, and uh, we have to speak, and we have to listen. That's it. Yeah. Oh, Tim Ritchie said, first time viewer, very much, very <laughs> oh. much enjoyed the program. I know that guy. He's my father. Oh. Oh. We Thanks, need, Tim. We need, we need to talk, Tim. Uh. <laughs> no, but I, I do, uh, I think that, I know you, you guys were a little hesitant, tentative, especially with me here. Yeah, dangerous ground. Tim said, yeah. "Very interesting. You are doing important, uh, doing important work." Yeah. And it just fell out of view, but he says his favorite is Andrew. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the accent. You know, I'm joking. But yeah, look, I mean, this is. Uh, this, the, I'm glad it went this way rather, you know, all the myriad of uh, ways to dissect everything and uh, it, the way it, it could have gone. So, <laughs> but yeah. No, but that's, I think that's hmm. the point is to, to take a second. And I think it's good too that it's on Thursday. We had a few days to digest it and mm, kind of yeah. look at things from different angles and then say, you know, I, I think it is important that we don't sidestep it, but we take it seriously. 
your dad said didn't realize <laughs> Dave clowned, clowned off so much in school. Yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah, so look, it's uh, nine oh nine oh two. I th- I think that was one of the more kind of I think everyone got a, got a fair shake and and we kind of looked at it from multiple angles and uh it's not to say that this way is the way or the uh, things we suggested are, are definitely what should be done but it's just it starts with this right a conversation yeah and you could, and you could just see from this like we didn't come in with any game plan but no. within the hour we came up with possible solutions mm-hmm. from just the four of us sitting here so you could tell that these this is a way it can be done. Like even though these might not be the answers, some solutions were brought up that could potentially become answers, or something could stem from this that could become an answer. So it's just a way that I, even the students who were involved were kind of supportive of it. You know, uh, old men who were on there. What's your thoughts on if we gather the responses and maybe? hand them over to the powers that be do you think that might be a, something not enough, of a, not enough numbers yeah, yeah. It's not enough of a number or i think sample size either Look, i think it yeah. would have to be okay the the audience doesn't need to listen to this part <laughs> yeah. no. all right but anyway thanks so much thank you i've thank i've just been much. told yeah. all right thanks thank for you. watching everyone bye emily see you. bye see you. bye